irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm Keith Reza, your host. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Give the show some love, folks. Ever since iTunes and Apple Podcasts merged in together, our ratings have cut down in half. We can't let that happen. We need to get back on track and get those ratings in. Subscribe, rate, and review. Even if you hate the show, let us know. It takes... Four seconds to write a review and let out your thoughts of happiness and sadness. It's up to you. We need a hundred reviews and we're at 81, which means you could be lucky number 82 or lucky number 83 or lucky number 84 or lucky number 90. Who knows? You might be that lucky number 100. And if you are, Kudos to you! Alright, now we got the advertising about more ratings out of the way. A couple dates that I got. Uh, I was supposed to be at the Hollywood Improv this Saturday night with Jay Moore, but Jay just called me and said he can't get me on the show. He said too many openers. Not enough Jay Moore. So, I'm going to be at the Hollywood Improv with Jay Moore, March 15th. You can get tickets at www.hollywood.improv.com. March 15th. Also, I got accepted to a little comedy festival called the Slow Comedy Festival. And uh, that's at the end of February, February 28th through March 1st. You can get tickets at www.slocomedy.com. And you can see me and other comedians that made it, like Jill Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel's sister, The Greg Wilson, who doesn't go by The Greg Wilson anymore. He just goes by Greg Wilson. You can also see my manager, Dante, there, and his wife, Rebecca, who also manages me, but not really. And then who else? Lots of good names, like Amir the Great and other amazing comics. Also, I'm headlining the Irvine Improv. April 21st, Tuesday at 8 p.m. You can get tickets at www.irvine.improv.com. Purchase them. They're only 15 bucks, and it's a big deal. Irvine Improv was the first club I did stand-up comedy at, so letting me headline is a huge honor. Huge honor, and I could really use your support. So what are you waiting for? Stop listening to this podcast and go to www.irvineimprov.com and purchase your tickets to see me on Tuesday, April 21st. Then once you buy your tickets, you can continue listening to this podcast. Excellent. Also, I forgot to mention my stand-up special, Keith Ray's and Make It Happen, will be released on Mad Comedy Records on March 10th. Again, Keith Razor Comedy Special, Mad Records, March 10th. It's called Make It Happen. It's a great comedy special. Today we have on the phone, via phone, the great comedian Earthquake. You may have known Earthquake for his 
comedy and he's been his movies and that is my dog barking he hears me we tried to sneak it but he hears me but earthquake you've seen him on the long shots and cedric and the entertainers show um the neighborhoods and my dog is still barking and that's boomer <laughs> Maybe I should pause this, go say hi, and restart. What do you think? Or maybe we could get him in here. Have him tell you a couple of jokes. Bark, bark, bark. Anyways, you've seen Earthquake and Cedric the Entertainer's TV show, The Neighborhood. You've also heard his voice on the hit show and hit movie, Barnyard. You've also seen him in Clerks 2. He also is one of the first stand-up comedians on Comedy Central. We had a one-hour special and it was a great one-hour special it's really influenced a lot of comedians and it was filmed in 2003 2004 and you could watch it on comedycentral.com and just look up earthquake earthquake is also going to be doing some shows of his own on thursday february 13th he's going to be at flappers in burbank you could get tickets at www.flappers.com purchase your tickets to see him in Burbank at Flappers. He's also doing a little tour with D.L. Healy and Cedric the Entertainer for the whole month of February. Look up tickets on their websites. See if they're in a town near you. Also, February 21st, he's going to be at the Orlando Improv. You can get tickets at www.orlando.improv.com Guys, I hope you really enjoy this interview. Alan Lee's not here so it's just going to be me doing this with earthquake so we're going to be bringing down the house with lots of laughs and all that jazz uh follow the show on itunes and social media at reza riffs r-e-f-t-s first name reza r-e-z-a so yeah we got all that out of the way it's going to be a great show i'm looking forward to it i'm in my room uh, just chilling, 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 and I'm gonna talk to Earthquake, ask some great questions, get in his head, and hopefully I can find out what makes him so damn funny, so I can become the new Earthquake. No? Okay. So I could get into Earthquake's head and find out what's so damn funny, so I can become the new Tornado! What the heck? ridiculous there's only one earthquake i wonder if there's a tornado i could be keith the tornado razor no this is what i do is rift all right guys well i appreciate it. i hope you enjoy this show also don't forget to follow earthquake on social media at www.realearthquake.com all his social media feed is up there and it's going to be a fun interview and i hope you guys enjoy it Please, if you like it, if you also didn't like it, go on the Apple Podcast, write a review. Five stars, one star, whatever. Help us get to that 100 goal. Thank you guys very much. I love you very much, and enjoy Earthquake. And Alan Lee, right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey, Earthquake, how are you, pal? Man, I'm better, man. Sorry about the early mix-up, man. Please, there's so many things going on with me right now, but I apologize, man, for all the um, 
miscommunication and the postponing and everything. But I'm all yours now, oh. like a chick at the club. No wor no worries. Uh, you know, I, I figured something just probably just happened. You know, so I wasn't too worried about it. I'm one of those guys who I'm one of those guys who I'll because I have Asperger's syndrome, so I'll just keep on bugging people until I get yes. That's one of the great things about having autism. Okay. I don't know. Maybe. I need to put you on. I need you to get my money back from some people there. <laughs> Uh, I I could totally do that, but like, yeah, but like, you know, I just uh, don't see social cues very more, very good. I mean, it's kind of weird to say it, but I don't really know the meaning of the word no. You know what I mean? So I just keep persistent. Yeah, an ex-wife like that. <laughs> so earthquake, I I have a couple questions. Uh, you started off as a, a comedian but it also you also owned a comedy club like what what's that like owning a club and wanting to do comedy at the same time because i co-book a co club and i always want to put myself on the show you know it was the best experience the best decision i made in my life i'm still to this day eating proffering off of that decision <laughs> not only to own my own club the location the people that made me who I am, like the one that you're dealing with now, it's, it's just, it was just one of the best decisions, if not the best decision I made in my life. Yeah. Or, but like, did, like as a comic, did it, like, say like you put on like Steve Harvey or something, did it be, cause I'm the type of guy, like when I'm at a comedy show, I want to be on stage, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, but that, what it did was it gave me stage time. So it allowed me to perfect my my craft because it was my show, my club, my show. So when I did book a Steve Harvey, I also booked me with him. So I was able to get, you know, he'll bring in his crowd. They came to see him, but they fell in love with me. So that was always my mentality. Yeah. Oh, so you did you you did actually book Steve. I was just uh, kidding because I was listening to Steve Harvey like literally five minutes before you called. Yeah, yeah, we booked. <laughs> he was the, he was instrumental in my club survival. He oh. was my best. He was my first star that I booked. Oh, what other stars did you book? Everybody, two names. Anybody that was somebody in comedy played at my club. Oh. Everybody. Oh, awesome. Bernie Mac, your Martins, your D.L. Hughley, your Chris Rock, your Dave Chappelle's, everybody. Now, speaking of D.L. Hughley, you and him are about to do a tour at the end of the month together, right? Uh, as a matter of fact, it's tomorrow. Oh, it's tomorrow? Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, we are Cleveland. I mean, Friday. I'm sorry. Oh. Friday. Friday. Yes. So, what's it like going on the road with three or four headliners like how does that work like where all headliners are on a show like does one person close out you know like yeah that's what happens uh, one person calls out we all have a lot of minutes and we do our, our a lot of minutes and and uh, it completes the show do you guys do you guys rotate spots or do you guys just go in and do like nah it's, it's usually the promoter already had describe and um, negotiate everybody on what their, uh, their position is. Uh, awesome. 
Because this is your first time like touring with all those guys, like on a big, uh, big theater type thing. No, I did it quite. I've done it before. You've done it before. What's it like? Yeah. What's it like? Uh, like because you're used to selling out theaters just by yourself. Like, is it a different? I don't know, because they're your buddies. But is it like a different atmosphere doing shows with other guys on your same level? Yeah, I mean, because they bring in there, people coming to see them, people coming to see you, people coming to see them, people some coming to see you. So it's a mixture in there. I mean, it's electricity. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, what's the difference, like, as a comic, like, which one do you prefer performing in? Comedy clubs where they're intimate and packed out or like theaters where they're packed out where laughter like it takes a second for it to flow you know what I mean well theaters for me is when the product is done comedy clubs for me is when I'm in the kitchen making it oh. so you know what I mean so you don't gamble or, or when I say gamble Risk taking with fourteen thousand people. Right. Risk take with two hundred people, three hundred people, and try this out. See if that works. Fourteen thousand. You already know where you want to go and where you want to take them, because there's so many. And you don't want to lose fourteen thousand people. Right. That that makes sense. It's like uh, you're making a pizza at the club, and then at the theater, you're they already got the pizza. Like they already they know what it tastes like. You know. Yeah, you feed it to them. Pepperoni and mushroom. <laughs> Is that your favorite type of pizza? You know it. Do you eat, uh, like, when you get pizza, do you, like, put, like, ranch or something on it? Do I put what on it? Ranch, you know, ranch dressing. Oh, uh, hell no. Oh, yeah. Wait. Pieces of, I mean, I eat, I eat pieces the American way. Oh. Loaded and bited. <laughs> You don't put no damn ranch on it. Oh. Pepperoni mushroom. Yeah. Well, I put ranch on it, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I... Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I just want to always add something to it. Certain things are just left, meant to be left alone. And you, you, you believe pizza's one of them? Here's another one. What's that? Oh, just straight sugar. Uh, you you, bro you broke up on that one. I didn't catch it. I said just like sugar. Uh, you don't need that approved sugar. Yeah, yeah. He definitely no sweet low, all that. You don't need all that. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with sugar. Yeah, I actually don't eat sugar. I I uh I uh yeah. I don't really eat it, but I hear it tastes as good. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know they say like um. Sugar is like the, like there's this guy named Rodriguez. He he uh, was a Mexican singer and he did a song called Sugar Man, and the whole time I thought it was about sugar, but it was actually about cocaine. Yeah, that's that that's that other sugar. <laughs> it don't need to be improved either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's funny with all these names, you know, word plays. <laughs> but uh. 
You did the view, and uh, when you did the view, Whoopi Goldberg said that you were her favorite comic on it. Like, what? What's that? Like, that's like a huge compliment because Whoopi Goldberg is one of my favorite comics. So, how did that make you feel when you found out about that? I mean, gratifying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Humbling. Humbling. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know. It's good to know some people appreciate your work. So I'm do this very yeah. Was that the only time you did the view? Was when she was on it? Yeah, that's yeah. the only time. Yeah, yeah. I've never done the view, but I hear good things about the ladies. You know, when they talk, like they always, yeah. they always fight. No. Right. I usually have a co-host, and he like laughs at my awkward jokes, and then. Yeah, you know, we, you and I will, we would make fun of him, but the scheduling conflicts kind of threw him under the bus, you know? Scheduling conflicts throw him under the bus. Yeah, it saves him a beating, you know? Uh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you, when you do movies, uh, because you're you're always like the funny guy in the movies. What's that like? Because I I assume it's just from your natural of being a stand-up. I mean, are your lines scripted or do you just improv your lines? Oh, uh, they're scripted. Yeah. They're scripted. <laughs> the writer's uh, vision of the character. Yeah. So, do you put your own earthquake spin on it? Like, is there anything that you just improv? Because it seems like they always write the funny lines for you, you know what I mean? Yeah, they let me improv uh, after I do the one that they wrote first. Yeah. And then they usually keep the one that I improv. But you gotta do what they want first before yeah. they allow you to do what you want. Yeah, you get them to like you by uh, doing what they write, and then you say, like, oh, I'll make this funnier, you know? And then you... No, what you just tell them, man. They say, can I do, can I do one, you know, ad-lib or take? And they say, yeah. Yeah. And then let's go. <laughs> then you kill it. And you tell them, this is my version of what I thought of your side. <laughs> right? Like, look, look at that asshole. <laughs> you were recently on The Neighborhood with Cedric the Entertainer. Uh, what's it like doing, uh sitcoms with friends because I know you guys are buddies you guys did stand up together is it a different atmosphere like working on films no it's a blessing man it's a person that want to see you win me and Sad has been friends so long yeah. and he always looked out for me he's always been like a big brother to me man and I love him and he blessed me with the opportunity matter of fact just got called. I'm about to do uh, three more episodes with from this year. So, oh, looking forward. That's awesome, man. Yes. Uh-huh. That would have been cool if he uh, uh, listened to you on this. He's like, hey, I heard you on Raise the Riffs. I want you to be a regular for the rest of the series. Well, let the Lord use you, man. Let him <laughs> use you from your mouth to God's ear. Yeah. Right? And then you could be like the, the guy on the show for the whole until ever, you know? And then. You know that's right. <laughs> more money, more money, more money, more money. <laughs> uh, 
Well, you're doing Flappers on Thursday, and Flappers is a very intimate club, and it's only been around for about maybe 10 years. What is the, like as a comic, what is it like doing these new clubs and building the intensity toward like old clubs that you're used to? You know what I mean? No, I mean, for me, and once you you have done this as long as I have, yeah. you gotta keep a mild temperament. Not too high, not too low. So for me, wherever it is, if the Monday right quake there every night, and it don't matter if it's flappers, whatever. Oh, awesome. So I got to get some money so I could have you do my 100-seater uh, club. Is the money right quake there every night? Oh, awesome, awesome. <laughs> Uh, and then another question I had for you is, uh, have you ever thought about uh, writing a like a biography book about your times in the Air Force to your transition to comedy? Yeah, I have. Again, my publicist and friend over 30 years been telling me, and I, I was just talking to my acting coach when I was, we didn't get to talk earlier. And she suggested, so it is time for me to do it. That's God's way of telling me, and it is time. So I'm going to really, really, really look into it uh, this year. Oh. See what steps I need to do to uh, bring that to fruition. Because there's too many signs from people, such as yourself, asking me, telling me, and questioning me. And that's how God talks to me when it's just keep coming in the universe. And it's coming. So, so, yes. so, so all God had to say was, I'm going to, like, have you talk to this kid named Keith Reza. He's going to ask you, and now you're going to do it. Yeah, you was, a, you was a cherry on the Sunday, man. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> man, I was a cherry on the Sunday. So, yes, when you see it come out, tell him, yes, you did have some influence on it, and that's God's on it, Oh, that's awesome. I'm going to, like, take pride to that. I'm going to be like, you know, like, I'll be talking to my friends. I'll be like, you know, that bestseller book that just got released by Earthquake, uh, I don't mean to brag or anything, but I kind of set that up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead and let them. Let beat your chest out. It ain't hyperbole. It's the truth. Yeah. And if they ever call and ask me, I'm going to tell them. I'm going to testify. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like, download Razor Wrist for the full scoop. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to come back and interview on your show when it gets released. And we're going to have this same, we're going to have this same conversation. Yeah. And except you will, we'll, I'll actually come to your, your office or you can come to my studio and we could share a pepperoni pizza with mushrooms. That's right. As long as you don't have no ranch, though. <laughs> well, I'll have a side of ranch for me. I mean, if you want to go nuts and try it, that's on you. <laughs> no, I don't want to try to turn my back on you if I see you put ranch on it. <laughs> You'll be like, you know what I said about Keith Razor wanted me to write that book? I was fucking lying. <laughs> no, I'm still tell the truth. I'm saying he cool. That fucking ranch with the pizza setting them back. <laughs> Uh, all right uh and then a couple of questions um com right now comedy uh you know with the pol what's going on politically do you think that 
it's affecting comedy or do you think it's actually helping comedy it, regardless of your political views just you could feel an atmosphere change you know well I, only thing that is hurting for comedians that's not comedians right because true comedians understand this is our job this is what you cast to be and if you ain't going out there being malicious then you shouldn't have no problem but i do think it's helping us because it gives us something to talk about yeah so it's and then do you think this election is going to be just as scary or like do you think it's still going to be in that same pathway as a comic artist oh it's going to be the comic artist because he ain't gonna stop yeah we're living under a dictator you have a man that fired everybody who testified against him yeah. you have a man today told the attorney of general the, uh, the, the justice department the attorney general of the united states to tell the attorney general from washington dc that he overcharged his motherfucking right hand man and to redraw and withdraw the sentencing guidelines because they was too fucking high who does that yeah who 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 able to tell my man, listen, man, it's a false miscarriage of justice. He was found guilty on every single count by a jury of his peers. But old great white man with the orange hair said, that's my friend, is unfair. And I want the attorney general to tell his subordinates they did it wrong. Yeah. It is wrong. I mean, and you talking about the swamp, they draining the swamp. He putting all his motherfucking uh, swamp creatures in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it he, he drained the swamp and he filled it with all of his swamp creatures. <laughs> you know, I I heard a joke at a club and uh, I don't like to take any like comics jokes, but this joke was like so funny and and uh, it was like corny. He was like, you know, Trump fired everybody. He also fired Tom Green and Dennis Rodman. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> okay. Because, you know, the celebrity uh, apprentice. Oh, yeah. See, <laughs> yeah. Like, the stretch is too long. The stretch is too long. <laughs> you know what I mean? It took me too long to get to the name to put them together. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, shit like that, you need to get somebody that currently got fired. Yeah, that's too long. Yeah, but it's like, well, when did this guy tell this joke? 2006, you know what I mean? No shit. He hold that one up and regurgitated it so he could fit the day. He ran it out of material. Uh, Earthquake, I just have two more questions and then I'll respect your time. But uh, question one that I wanted to ask is, do you remember your first time when you were on stage and just, you know, your material was killing but like the audience just wasn't vibing it like i wouldn't say bombing but it was just like you're thinking ah oh, i really hope the 10 o'clock show is better than this you know what i mean no i don't oh all right <laughs> so you've, you've never had that experience when you when you were just no, starting i don't wow i don't i don't deal with those kind of experience because i told you again it's high and low type thing yeah. If I have a great show, it's great. If it's a bash, uh, not to win it, it is. But I, myself, I, um, 
I don't worry about that. I just do the best I can. And my, as long as I know I'm on my best, and it's good enough for me. And usually it's good enough for my, my audience. Because I live by a philosophy as simple as we deal with something that's subjective. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's certain people that find you that's going to find you're not funny. You just hope all them motherfuckers don't show up that night. <laughs> that's... So you know they exist. Yeah. So if you, you know it's people that's not going to like what you say. It's funny because of objective. What's funny to you might not be funny to me. So you know that exists. So you just hope all those people. Yeah. Are you yeah. still are you still there? Are you still there? Earthquake? Earthquake? Yeah, to you. That's a good thing is. Yeah. Send me another four hundred after y'all a lot. They was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well see like I, I experienced that a lot uh, because I talk about uh, having autism yeah, and, having a, autism lot people, and a lot of people they they're either on board with it or they think I'm making fun of it. You know what I mean? I think I lost Earthquake. Did you lose it? Hold on. Quake? Uh, Quake, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I couldn't hear. Oh. Okay, go ahead. Oh, hey, Earthquake. So... I was just I was just gonna say like I I experience that sometimes because like in my comedy I talk about having autism and uh, it's a really it's actually like a taboo like subject a taboo. because people either praise it or they think you're making fun of it you know all right yeah. I like so maybe he's yeah, maybe. I'm here. Oh, did you? Okay, yeah. then. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. Phone is messing up. I'm sorry. Oh, it's, I know what's going on. I keep losing you. Oh, uh, it's all good. Uh, I could just uh, repeat this story when I have you in studio when your book gets released. Tell me, man. Thank you, straight. <laughs> if you left me with your story, I can tell it was deep for you. Uh, I don't want to rob you. Oh uh, well, what I was saying was like what uh, what I was talking about. The previous question is: I sometimes feel that uh, I'm not bombing, but because I talk about uh, having autism, and people either after shows they either praise it or they like, like look at me with daggers, me like I'm making fun of it. You know. <laughs> Sometimes you're not bombing. People just are so in depth and so in tune with you saying that it overdrafts the laughter. But that don't mean you're not entertaining. Yeah, I guess that was. You know that, what I mean? I guess that was the question I I should have put like where you can. Yeah, I guess I because I I read by energy, you know. So. Yeah, but some of the energy from you doing what you're saying about your situation can be so in depth that they, they are really just empathizing, sympathizing with you and they, that you're in touch, you got their soul, so it ain't funny. Yeah. This education was moving, you know what I mean? So it's not that you bombing or that you're not killing, it's just that you're touching their soul. Yeah. And that's a factor sometimes too. Uh, and then the last question I had, since you're a comic legend, uh, 
there seems to be this rule in stand-up comedy, and I wanted to see if, like, you agree with this rule or not, uh, but do you believe that you have to take out the mic stand of the, out of the, you have to take the mic out of the stand to do comedy, or do you think you could leave it in? You can do whatever way you want to. If you want to leave it in there, it's no rule. You make the rule, because it's your show. Yeah. So if that works out for you, then it works out for you, and can't nobody tell you it's wrong. Anybody that's trying to give you instruction on how to do this is not one of us, because there is no instruction. It's an individual-based game. With a, a conclusion is always is to entertain and make the audience laugh. As long as you achieve those two, those two things. If you leave the mic in the stand, take it on the stand, out the stand, throw the motherfucker across the wall, lay it on the ground, lay down with it, <laughs> wrap it around your neck while you sit with it. Whatever way you want to do it, if it helps you achieve the objective, then it's the right way. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Earthquake. I really appreciate it, and I can't wait to meet you when that book comes out and have you in studio and have a slice of pizza with you, pal. Hey, I look forward to you. Thank you for having me on your show. I appreciate it. Sorry about the technical difficulties and um, us going back and forth trying to find when we're going to um, get this interview done, but we got it, and thank you for it. All right. Well, thank you, Earthquake. I love you, and it was a pleasure talking to you, pal. Love you more, my brother. Stay safe. All right. God bless you. Bye, guys. Okay, Craig, I'll call you right back. All right. When I was 21, that was Earthquake calling, and that was a great interview, guys. I enjoyed it. He taught me a lot. And, uh, you know, what more can you say from the funniest man in the world? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And also, don't forget to see Earthquake this Thursday, February 13th at Flappers. And you could also see him on his tour with D.L. Hewley and Cedric the Entertainer this month at a city near you. And also to Orlando Improv, February 21st. Get your tickets, go see Earthquake, and we'll have him back when that great book comes out. Thanks, guys, so much for listening. I'm Keith Reza, and we'll see you next time. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, write, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Razor Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there, www.stereo.com slash Keith and on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash Keith If you enjoyed the show, please send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it, and we'll rift with you again soon.